Hello, hello, it's your girl Rachel Real coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is my podcast. It's a podcast that gives support and validation to individuals who are victims and survivors of narcissistic relationships. It's to give you clarity so that you are not walking around confused, um, just not really understanding what it is you're in or what it was you went through, things like that. And to just join in the community, making sure I'm doing my due diligence by speaking out on this thing and bringing awareness to this personality. So here we go. I do walk in talks, which is what I'm doing now. Um, I am walking and I'm talking, so you may hear the lovely birds chirping and singing in the background they are out here as they should be and you may might hear cars driving by or landscapers doing their things everybody's just doing what they do right so i am out here amongst them and talking on this podcast to make sure the awareness is the the awareness keeps coming right so those of us who have had this experience can speak out on it so that people can understand that they ain't crazy and yes there are crazy people out there I'm not referring to those individuals I'm referring to the individuals again who are victims or don't even know that they're being victimized or supporters you know um, supporting those who are survivors I meant to say and just again giving validation to those people so here we go. Today I'm going to talk about supply, 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 and narcissistic supply. What is narcissistic supply? What does that mean? What are those experiences? And again, just to introduce myself, I'm Rachel Real. I am a survivor of being in a narcissistic relationship, narcissistic abusive relationship. Anything narcissism is abusive. You know, it's something that continuously happens. So, I'm a licensed life coach, life, uh, relationship strategist. I am not a counselor, nor am I a therapist. I am a survivor. I'm speaking from experience and the research that I've done to bring the information to those individuals who would like to uh, just receive some type of confirmation on what they're dealing with and then trying to understand how to put the pieces together and exactly what is it because I didn't understand it. So I feel that um, if God allowed me to survive this thing, I better speak out on it so that other people can be aware and educated and what they do with it is up to them. But at least I know I did my part by sharing the information and not keep it to myself because it can be so confusing. You know, the relationship just the whole personality is just really confusing so I think the more people speak out on it it becomes less confusing because you kind of know what to expect so here we go talking about supply narcissistic supply is basically them looking for people so a person to them is supply a person to a non-narcissistic personality disorder person a person is a human being that you treat with love kindness and respect you know you don't 
mistreat people, animals, things of that nature. You you treat people with love, kindness, and compassion and respect, and you do it genuinely. You do it because it's what you really um, know you're supposed to do, and you mean it, okay? The tricky part with a narcissist, because it is a personality trait. That's what it is. I don't know why people walk around feeling as if narcissistic people look a certain way or act a certain way what it is the way that they act which is why I constantly talk about you have to look at the pattern that's what it's a pattern that a person will do they will go with doing everything where they will look regular but if you read between the lines you will notice an inconsistent part where that mask is going to slip they cannot keep the mask on they will start out, more than likely start out doing everything you would think a normal person would do, but they will be excessive with it. They will be the extreme with it. And not only that, they will they can flip the script on their personality like a light switch. It will switch up and you will be like, damn, what happened? You know, why did you change up so fast? And it wouldn't be for, it's not going to be for any uh, apparent reason. It's going to be something, more than likely, it will be something very trivial. Something that you wouldn't even blink at, more or less have an argument about. That's the difference. Don't get it twisted when you're thinking, oh, a narcissist doesn't cry. Oh, a narcissist doesn't say, won't say I'm sorry. They don't love you. They don't show love. They don't, uh, they're not intimate. They can't. Like, they're not some robot. They're human beings just like we are. We have Everybody has a personality. Your personality is what you're made of. So your character. And unfortunately, there are individuals who we all didn't have the same upbringing, you know, or we all have not dealt with our trauma. So, you know, anything someone went through as a child and they were not, um, they didn't develop properly meaning and and I hate to say it, it's, it, it is a negative but it's not to shame a person because they had a bad childhood the shame is is the fact that you get older and you really just don't try to get help and after you abuse so many people you still choose to not deal with this problem that you have um, and I haven't heard any narcissist really speak out about dealing with their trauma or dealing with um, fighting this personality trait, it's always blame, blame, blame. Now, there's a guy called Mental Illness who's out there who actually is a narcissist, and he's speaking out on it. He's in therapy. As he said, he's in constant therapy for the rest of his life because at the end of the day, your personality is your personality. If you want to change it, you got to work hard on changing those things, and it takes a lot of work. You know, and those individuals who have a personality, uh, well, there's borderline personality disorder where you're just toxic and narcissistic personality disorder. That's just an endless, traumatizing, abusive uh, pit that anybody who deals with these people, that's what you're gonna deal with. So, and very often they are very attractive people, male or female, very attractive. It's not like, oh, you're ugly, so you're a narcissist, or oh, you're whatever ugly means to someone, when I'm not shaming anybody, but, whatever society defines, good morning, defines um, 
beauty in whatever eyes, you know, how to, however that looks to you. So supply is the need for them to get what they want. That's called supply. Whatever that need is, they have a tendency to need constant admiration. They need to be entertained. They need to feel empowered. They need you to, and it's usually, they're going to get the person, whoever is closest to them, this is who's going to get it. That's why everybody else thinks that they're so loving and caring and supportive and all of that. The same way they love bombed you, that, that caught your eye, is what other people, is how other people see them. You don't see them that way because you know they switched up on you and all of a sudden, you know, they are just as equally they appear to be so loving and caring, they are equally now a jerk. And that pattern just keeps going on and on until you back and forth, back and forth, until you stop it. So back to supply. Supply is them being able to get every piece of, every, every piece, every part of you that they can get. They keep pulling at you, pulling at you for you to try to complete them, for you to try to validate them. And because that will never ever happen, you will never validate them because this is something within, this is their character. You know, they already feel broken, they feel insecure, they feel like no one likes them, they don't feel adored, they don't, everything that they don't feel, they call themselves giving that to you in the beginning, like showering you with gifts, telling you how much they love you, um, acting as if they want to listen to everything you have to say, that they're so deeply involved and engrossed and have your best interests, you know, they are invested, and they can even give you money and do all of those different things, help you out. Anything that you can imagine a person uh, would do, they're just gonna basically try to fulfill your every need. Anything that they feel, I really gotta get this person, I gotta win this person over, they're trying to win you over, and that's all, for them to pull the supply, they're, they're just kind of calling themselves, calling themselves investing in you to get the supply from you. You're thinking they're investing in you as you're investing in them so the two of you can grow together and have a happy life. Unfortunately, with a narcissist, that is not the case. You are simply an object. You are simply supply. And it can be either or, male or female. This is not gender specific. It come from either end. So supply to them again is give me constant admiration tell me how great I am don't ever insult me don't ever have a difference or an argument with me because they're going to flip you know anytime you injure their ego which is called a narcissistic injury meaning you do something that triggers them that's a narcissistic injury and we're we all have triggers but do you go into a rage? Do you try to tear somebody down, damn near kill them, if you trigger them? Well, with a narcissist, that's what's going to happen. When you injure their ego, you better watch out. So, back to the supply, that's, that's what this is. You know, narcissistic supply is they need to look for everything that they're trying to survive with. Meaning, again, I need someone who's going to tell me how great I am. I need someone who's constantly emotionally available to me because I'm just going to 
drain the life out of them, meaning the narcissist, they're just gonna drain the life out of the person. So anything that they need, believe it, it's going to be excessive. That's the difference. You know, if you can kind of just look at this thing that it is a personality, it doesn't mean it's a look. <laughs> you don't look like, you know, you can't look like your personality. Your personality comes from the way somebody sees you, you know, sees you in action. What do you do? What do you stand for? You know, how do you act? What is your character? You know, what are your morals? What are your values? Do you have compassion? Um, do you have empathy? So the, the uh, twisted part with a narcissist is they will very often come across as if they have all of those traits. But the more you continue to watch, you see the other side, which is the narcissistic personality. They can't stay consistent. It's always flipping, flopping, flipping, flopping. They have a need to, if they are not feeling, if they're bored or they're not getting that supply, they're going to uh, create it. They will create supply, meaning create chaos, which is why they're toxic. They're going to create chaos if they have to if they got to go back into the archives to find an argument, something you've argued, an argument you probably had years ago, months ago, whatever, that you've already had closure with, and that argument was probably more than likely trivial, at least in my experience, mine was, but it was something that I wasn't aware of until, again, I began to do my research, like, why is it that you just like to argue? You just, you have to find something it's like they are afraid of intimacy. They are afraid of being close to someone. They're afraid of, and, I, and it, it, I guess it boils down to, it forces them, the closer they get to a person, they can't allow themselves to be vulnerable because that would mean that it would show some, show how dark they are within, you know, how much they really need to go seek therapy so that they can try to at least there's no cure for that personality disorder. However, because there, I feel it's a demonic spirit where you're constantly, constantly being antagonized by these inner demons within themselves and they won't get themselves help because it goes against what they stand for. It's gonna, it's almost like, I guess someone who's an alcoholic and they need to go to rehab or a drug addict, anybody who needs to fight the urge of their addiction and with, a narcissist, the addiction appears to be drama. They're addicted to drama. They are addicted to chaos. They're addicted to toxins. They're addicted to hurt. So because of that, that's when you have an addiction, you got to feed your addiction. And in order for them to feed their addiction, they need supply. And supply is what I just mentioned, the arguments, the insults, somebody who's going to go back and forth with them, somebody who's going to keep pushing, boosting their ego. I mean, there's only but so much you can do of that, you know, because then after that, if you are a person who's like, okay, you look nice, you know, you just believe in empowering your man or your woman, whatever, whoever you are, you're going to do that. But when it becomes excessive, it's like, whoa, whoa, I'm not going to keep sitting here telling you Every time you turn around, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. And we could never have any conversations about your shortcomings. We have a conversation about your shortcomings. Oh, you better, you, you better duck, you get ready to get it. 
There is no room for constructive criticism dealing with a narcissist. And in a healthy relationship, you get both. You get admiration and you get construct constructive criticism. And when you have a situation, if I sound like I'm out of breath, it's because I am walking up a hill. But you get um, you get it on both. You get constructive criticism and you get admiration. It's a balance. With narcissists, there is no balance. So that's what supply is. And the way that you get around it is, again, because it's no cure, they're never going to stop. If you accept it, you are giving them permission that it is okay to treat you this way. It is okay for them to keep using you to get, for them to feel validated. And because they will never feel complete ever, which is why the person, it's a personality disorder, because that's something within them. It's not against you. It's within them. You're just the person who they've been able to do it to. Whether it's a boss, whether it's a sibling, co-worker, and in romantic relationships, your spouse, your partner, you know, it's just that every day will be that way. And the longer you stay in it, it's just going to get worse. Can't stress that enough. The longer you stay in it, you will, you are supply. They look at people as objects, you know, when they meet you and they're love bombing you, you are simply an object. And the crazy part is you're going to feel so loved. You're going to feel like you guys are on the same page. And if you are an empathetic person, that's who they tend to prey on. People who they feel are vulnerable enough to allow them to push boundaries, to allow them to cross boundaries and keep giving them a pass. And that's why I started my podcast so people will know, set boundaries, you know, people will show you who they are. You just have to believe them and not make excuses. You cannot make excuses. You got to be more aware. You got to be more aware of the different personality traits that are out there. They are not good. And definitely someone who has a narcissistic personality trait is not good. They definitely show you who they are. It's no secret. It's just a pattern of inconsistency. Someone who cannot take constructive criticism but const- but needs constant admiration across the board. No matter what you're doing, from breakfast to the bedroom, they need constant admiration. And there's nothing wrong with giving someone a compliment, but when it becomes excessive, that's when it becomes a problem. Where you're getting into arguments because you didn't say the right thing. You didn't give them the right compliment. You didn't, it can be anything, anything that you should not be arguing over that most people won't even bring it up because they know, you know, when you're in a relationship, uh, you're going to, you know, you're already showing that, hey, we're good, I got your back, you got mine, you know, but with the narc, they don't see that. And you'll be scratching your head like, You see everything I do for you? I promise you, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't be doing these things for you. They don't care about that. You know, in my situation, I can't tell you how much I did. I mean, I was a lawyer. I was the accountant for this person, the lawyer for this person. You know, the homemaker, cooking, cleaning, you know. Wasn't nothing as far as intimacy. What? Please. You know, never would deny, do anything like that. Like, dude, you have everything you want. Not to mention, I keep myself up easy in the eyes. Like, I'm pretty confident with my skills and what I bring to the table. 
and that person acted as if they did the same. But what I began to see was the insecurities because when you start making accusations against me, that's what triggered me. You start lying on me and I'm like, okay, what is this about? When does someone just come out the blue and tell lies on a person? Or they keep, I kept thinking that, oh, you're putting words in my mouth. I didn't say that, or that's not what I meant. Stop making accusations, stop making accusations. They, that supply to them. They know damn well they are lying. They're doing it because again, if you are, I hate, well, you're a person, but in, in their mind, you're just supply. If you are that supply to them. So if you can look at a narcissist, they're looking at you like your supply. You're looking at them like they're a person, okay? That's the difference. And that's how you're both kind of doing the same thing. It's just with, with them, they have a mission and their mission is to discard you, devalue you, just take you on a loop constantly because that's supply. They need it every day, every day. Now, if it's somebody who they might get supply where um, if they're in like a sales role or something like that, and I'm not saying all salespeople are narcissists, no. But if they're in like a sales role or something like that, they're getting that admiration. If they're on social media, they're getting that admiration because they can post pictures and things like that and somebody can be like, ooh, ah, 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 and they can say their comments and things like that because these people don't know them. So they're getting that kind of admiration, but that's not even enough. They still need more. So they're gonna come back to the person who's closest to them in person. And because they get, they're gonna get you, because you know all about them. So they gotta try to create some kind of smearing campaign. They gotta create, meaning they gotta show themselves as this charming, loving, caring person in front of people so that when they're ready to do that smearing campaign, they already got people lined up who's gonna believe them because they don't know them, especially if they're on social media. And don't even get me started with that. I told you I'm speaking from experience. This is not something that uh, did not happen to me, so I already know. And, you know, social media is definitely a breeding ground for um, narcissistic supply. They can get it all day long. They don't care about those people they're making comments about at all. You know, my spouse was in, in another room in the house, you know, had on social media that he was separated when we were living together, not to men mention intimate, you know, because I'm thinking, hey, I'm working on my marriage. I'm trying to save it. You know, we're still saying the I love you's to each other and things like that. So this is not one of those things where somebody's constantly treating you terribly wrong. It's the pattern. It's the cycle of abuse. It's their cycle. Love bombing, devalue discard you and then hoover you back in that's what they do and if they feel like okay you were challenged you might not get hoovered because again thank god you show you showed up right you showed up that i'm not supply i'm no longer going to be supplied to you so go on about your business you know don't come over here because now i know you and i, I made it clear i know you i know exactly who you are exactly what you are because it's a demonic spirit, you know? I'm like, I'm not scared of you. I know you now. You know, you can't cover it up anymore. You can't be that wolf in sheep's clothing anymore because I know you are, you are definitely a wolf. So that's how that is. So you gotta be clear on that. And again, there's no cure for these people. They would have to get into therapy in order to try to even start being different to fight those thoughts that come in their mind. And it makes sense, you know, when I listen to mental illness and see him speaking out, it's like, 
just what I read when I was trying to figure out this person. He just had a lot of the traits. If I read 12 traits, he had like 11 out of the 12. So I began to study this thing and really understand, okay, how to get out of it. You know, and I did my due diligence. I became a certified life coach and just helping people through this traumatic experience. Um, again, what to do if you're in it, what to do if you're out of it, just coming up with strategies on how to cope. And that's what your choice life coaching services do. We, we help you with different strategies on if you're in it, you know, how to go gray rock. If you're in it and you have to have minimal contact, you got to go gray rock. If you're coming out of it and you don't need to have any contact, you go no contact. And no contact means just that. None. Absolutely none. You block them on social media. You don't want them to see anything that you got going on. I, nothing good. Don't be sitting here thinking that, oh, I want them to see I'm doing good. I want to I want to I want to show them who I'm with. They need to see. No, they do not. It's a headache. It is not worth it. Move on with your life. They don't need to see nothing that's going on with you. Nothing. Because all that does is that supply. They got some supply. Now I can try to do this. Now I can try to do something that will hurt them and use somebody else so that they can see this and hurt them. Do not feed into that nonsense. These people have a lot. It's a mental disorder. That's why it's a diagnosis. It is a mental disorder. It's a personality that you and nobody else can change. And it's a cycle that will just keep happening. You know, love bomb, devalue, discard, bring you back in and do the same. It's a cycle. They need the supply. That's the supply to stay on the cycle. Most people in their right mind are not going to deal with that nonsense. And they know that, which is why they look for people who are vulnerable or just overly caring See the good in everybody, see the silver lining in every situation. You know, I was that person. I really had to be like, you know what? Everybody does not deserve a second chance. Everybody does not have good in them. You know, some people just are not good people and you gotta come to grips with that. Just because you don't murder somebody does not mean you're a good person. No, you got people with this disorder that in their mind, they need that supply. They don't feel good about themselves. So in order to feel good about themselves, they gotta hurt somebody else. And usually it happens with the people who are closest to them because people who don't know them, in a lot of cases, especially a covert art, they think you are the best thing since sliced bread. They think the victims are lawyers. So they try to gaslight them. It's not really that. They're the ones who will have you behind stand in a toxic relationship longer than what you should. It's really not like that. They just seem so nice. Are you sure you're not doing everything you need to do to stay in it? Save your marriage. Do it for the kids. You will hear all of that bullshit. Don't believe it. I'm telling you, been there, done that. And I can't tell you what to do. You can live it because it's gonna happen. The inevitable is going to happen. People who are in those relationships do not feel like, oh, he's gonna give some, the next person all the love. They're going to take everything that I put in this and take it to the next relationship or she's going to do that or he's going to do this and the next person is going to have it better. No, they are not. They are not going to have it better. Trust and believe that. They're just going to have more bait, try to pull the same crap, try to take whatever you taught them into the next. 
but they're going to run out. It's called supply. They're going to run out and that person's going to get it too. That's what a narcissistic does. They're going to just take it to the next person until they get themselves, even if they're, they begin to go to therapy and the next relationship or whatever, they have, they need to have lifetime therapy, you know? So my head goes off to anyone who can stand that because again, you got to go through with them while they're going through therapy. You know, you got to still deal with those thoughts that they have on a regular basis. It's still going through their head every day and they got to fight that thing. And in my case, mine, he was addicted to alcohol. I don't know what he does now, but he was addicted to alcohol. Like, and I know it was before I came in the picture and it definitely was while I was in the picture. That wasn't the case. Like he wasn't drinking or abusing it when I came in the picture and I guess perhaps that was because he had a situation with the law that he could not he was on probation for like 18 months so he still drank but it wasn't like it was once the probation ended once the probation ended like after 18 months that's damn near two years I began to really see oh you really got a problem you really got a drinking problem I'm sure everybody else knew it who knew him before me prior to me his existing friends and then existing enablers and an enabler can be a person's parent it can be their siblings it can be their friends who are an enablers you know so you really got to be strong in these situations and armor up get educated listen to the different podcasts that are out there the content creators listen to them you know listen to those experiences listen to mental healthness oh healthness i'm sorry mental illness that might be health his wife probably going through pure hell, but at least he's in therapy. You know, she's invested in it because she has kids and things like that. And this man is trying to do better. And all narcissists aren't cheaters. You know, they're not. They may want to cheat. But in my case, you know, his thing was the bottle. So he stayed home all the time hitting the bottle. But I, he, was a, he was known as a serial cheater. So in his mind, oh, I'm doing better. You know, I know... He told me, in order to have a good relationship, just don't do what you did in the last one. I tell, I tell you, these people, they will tell on themselves. I will not sit here and tell you that there were, the signs were all over. The red flags were all over. But because I was not aware of this personality, that it is a personality, Rachel. This is the character of this person. Be honest with yourself. Can you deal with this for the rest of your life? No matter how many pillow talks you have, heart-to-heart conversations, you cry together, you laugh together. His personality was that where I was just supply, where mine was or is, I'm a caring, loving person. Like, dude, I got you. I know you might have some challenges. You want to stop drinking. Okay, let's work on that. That never happened. Um, You know, yeah, you owe all of this money in tax liens. Okay. I'm not an accountant, but guess what? I'm going to figure it out. You know, I can read and comprehend. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make sure you get this together so we can buy our house and you can get anything that's owed to you, you know, get your credit right, do everything that you need to do with your taxes so you can get back on your feet. You know, don't let the DUI stop you that you got a couple that you got in two years and you can't drive anymore when you used to drive for a living. Let me help you out. Let me start to help you start your business. That way you don't have to worry about getting a decline. Like when I tell you my support was endless, 
conversation like it drains that's what they do they will drain the life out of you to the point where you're so low meaning their supply they're sucking it all out of you to try to get you so low so then they can devalue you because when you're when you're when you lose your power they can devalue you and then discard you or you're so drained you'll discard them either way it's just toxic and that is the roller coaster of being supplied to a narcissist. So you guys have it. And again, one of the, um, back to walking up this hill, one of the, um, I'm around this up, but one of the um, things you can do again, the biggest thing you can do is take your power back. And the way that you take your power back is to great rock or go no contact. And I mentioned this think in my other podcast talking about gray rock it's basically again they do stone walling meaning giving you the solid treatment but it's in that's to abuse you mistreat you manipulate you that's what they do it for in your case gray rocking is like giving them the solid treatment but you're doing it in a way where you only have contact as necessary that is it if you do not have to talk do not talk Do not engage, don't explain yourself, don't get into that web, into that cycle with them. Keep educating yourself to armor up and know that you cannot tell these people nothing, good, bad, or indifferent. You cannot tell them anything. So yeah, Grey Rock is just having minimal contact as necessary. And then no contact is, don't have no contact. Once you leave, you are out. Don't talk to them on the phone. Don't get Hoover back in. Hi. Don't get Hoover back in. Thank you so much. Don't get Hoovered back in with these sick individuals because they will have your life on going into a whirlwind circle. Like you just won't know if you're coming or going and it's not worth it. And then Lord knows, I say it again, if you have children, you owe it to your children to have to live in a healthy environment which is why I'm speaking out on this thing also to bring awareness and making sure you don't keep breeding narcissists because if you allow your kids to to grow up in a toxic environment, they could possibly become a narcissist because are you available to them emotionally while they're developing or do they get pushed aside while you're busy dealing with a narc and having arguments with them? You know, you need to get away. At least your child will have that opportunity if you have joint custody or maybe you have primary custody, which I would recommend you fight for. But if you have to, if you need to have joint or have to have joint, then at least that child will have an opportunity to have a balance where as they grow, trust and believe, they're going to see, okay, what dysfunction is and what healthy is. They will see it. Unless you're crazy behind going to a situation, well, I don't want to say crazy, but unless you go into a situation where the person, you go to another narc, which prayerfully you won't do. Um, You don't want to go into another situation. If anything, just be by yourself, you know, to be emotionally available to your child or children that they will have a healthy environment because that's what it's about. No child should grow up while parents are going back and forth, arguing, calling each other out their name. 
they see one or the other crying, sobbing. Why, why, why are you doing this? Why, you, why don't you like me? Because they're dealing with someone who has a personality disorder that there is no pill for. And they're not getting the necessary help because it that's kind of conflicting. It goes against their ego, which is basically what a narcissist is made up of a big old ego that's very fragile. And you're walking on eggshells around them constantly because as soon as an egg cracks, you can already get it. You can already have an argument, you know, or you got to defend yourself or, you know, they want that back and forth. They will take attention anyway, whether it's negative or positive. They want it over and over and over again. That's what it is. You better trust and believe. I knew every time things were going good, because like I said, it wasn't all bad. It was the inconsistency, the pattern. Every three to four days, you know you're having an argument. He's going to fight or she over something. It might even be you good if you make four days. You know, you can try at all costs to try to, and that's too much work for anybody to have to do to keep a relationship together. That's a lot of weight on a person's shoulder. And definitely when you're trying to raise children, and then you got a grown adult, you got to appease. You got a grown adult, you got to make sure you don't trigger them, make sure you don't make them unhappy. What? Nobody, that's not nobody's responsibility to keep walking on eggshells to make sure something doesn't trigger you when there are, that person is a genuine person. They genuinely love you. They're normal. They're functioning okay. They, they either dealt with their trauma or they didn't have that bad experience where a parent was not emotional emotionally available for them you know at least one of the parents was even if you had some dysfunction as a child you had one parent or a grandparent or somebody who was there close to you while you were mentally developing you know but a lot of people did not have that which is where the this behavior or this personality trait originates from that's the origin the childhood so when they grow up, they're still looking for validation and they look for it from you. And unfortunately, they, they're constantly seeking it, which is supply, and they'll take it in any kind of way. And because they want you to feel like they felt as that child, that void, they want you to feel that. And in order to get you to do it, they gotta put on a facade. You are not gonna just go into some hole pit with somebody saying, come on, so I can treat you like shit. Come on in here, so I can treat you like shit. Come on. It doesn't work that way. They gotta love bomb you. You gotta see, they're gonna sh just show you a bunch of goodness and just watch the pattern. Cause it doesn't mean everybody that does that is an art. I say it over and over in all of my episodes um, to just look at the pattern. Cause the pattern is inconsistent. That's what it is. When somebody is doing nice things and they are equally mean and evil on the other end it's like look if you got to do all of that keep what you got keep your goodness i'm good you know and that's how i began to, to to do it i was a hard supply i was a bad supply you know so i knew you ain't got to discard me because bro i'm discarding you i'm discarding you but i was told oh no i would never leave you i told you that i love you and in order for this not to work you would have to leave me okay enough said i will because you've you've given me enough to make that decision and I'm no longer confused you know I married the same person twice and I can't tell you how many times I was ready to walk out the door and I got love bombed right back in I got hoovered right back in right back in so I knew that third divorce because the second one got thrown out it got dismissed 
and the, the magistrate was like, oh, I wish you 40 more years, blah, 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 of happy marriage. It wasn't a happy marriage. I was in denial because I really wanted my marriage to last. But unfortunately, you can't change that personality, guys. You just can't. You got to be honest with, with yourself. And when people show you who they are, believe them. And I know we all have to have our experiences, you know, but I feel that when you have knowledge, it gives you power. You can armor up that even if you get into this situation and enter it by being fooled, because again, I can't blame you because again, the, the mask that's on you until you've gone through it, it's like a lot of times, guys, you don't even see the shit coming. You just don't, you know, you don't see it coming your way. And, but when you do, you got to be like, okay, something's definitely off. You know, I'm not going to be your supply because you're looking at me as supply. I'm looking at you as a person and this ain't going to work because everything that you're doing, the purpose is, is to get me so that you can break me down and hurt me and all of that because that's who they do it to people who are closest to them. And they look like angels to other people opening a door, giving them money, buying them drinks, doing whatever, whatever. That's how I got hooked. Doing what I, oh, you're so nice. You so this, you so that. That's how they get you. They got to put on the face. And that's why when it's excessive, when somebody's doing something excessively, you're like, okay, this is flattering, but it's over the top. It's over the top. When it's over the top, that's when you really have to really start digging in and really understanding what it is you're dealing with or who it is you're dealing with just to be on the safe side. So there we go, guys. Um, back to... I'm going to close this out. And just to close out, your best defense with this situation to not be a good source of supply to a narcissist is take your power back, gain knowledge, listen to different podcasts, read, and, you know, in your daily day, you know, traveling, moving around, just educate yourself so you can have power and understand that you're not crazy, you know, that what you're feeling is very, very real. And if you're you need to have minimal contact go gray rock and that's basically just having minimal contact you don't say nothing unless you have to and if you and don't let them manipulate you saying oh you do the silent treatment too you ignore too you know what you're doing and you know why they do what they do because they'll twist it they're great manipulators and if you don't need to be in it or have any kind of contact living with them um, because you have no children, no assets, you're not in business or anything like that, then you go no contact. But if you're in it, I encourage you, if that person is not into intense therapy on a regular and they have self-awareness that they are a narcissist, that they've literally admitted, yes, I am. Yes, I do have those traits. Yes, I do have those thoughts. I am a self-aware narcissist and I'm going to get help because they can say I'm a self-aware narcissist, but I don't want help. It can be anything. You would have to do that. And the likelihood of that happening is very slim and it would need to be consistent. So uh, peace and blessings to you guys. Wish you the best. I'll keep content coming so that you can just be aware of this personality trait, this narcissistic personality trait and not tolerate it. Take your power back, take care of yourself and if you're responsible for someone else, that's even more of a reason you need to take care of yourself so that you can be there for the people who are you, who you're responsible for. Love you much. Peace and blessings to you. I'm out. Rachel Rill.